Good morning, LinkedIn community. Welcome to the best episode of Coffee with Jim and James all this week. All right, virtual reality. In my mind, dilithium crystals, holodecks, transport, beam me up, Scotty. Think of those things that I think, are those in the future already? Wait, James, wait. Or is it from the future? Huh? No. If, if I don't get James to roll his eyes at me at least once, I haven't done my job. James, how are you this fine morning? Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for the first time. One, one guest hears that intro and just bells. They're like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'll just make my own podcast or whatever. Uh, I'm good, Jim. Uh, excited for today. You too. Um, we, we have Mr. Mike Christian joining us today from, from the future. That's hard to say, from, from the future. And uh, Mike, Mike and I have got to do a lot of things together, right, Mike? We, uh, we spoke together on a panel before. We, um, we have worked closely together on a partnership that uh, EWN and From the Future had in the past. But uh, super pumped to have Mike here today. Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Great. Thank you. And I, I love the intro, Jim. You know, what you have in your head is, is perfect. That's exactly how things are. It's amazing. It's uncanny. That's uh, sometimes scary, Mike, but that's a whole other story. But uh, no, it's great to have you on today. We really appreciate it. Let's dive in. Mike, we've known each other for a while, and I know you guys encompass so much and done so many things. Can you share with our viewers just some of the highlights where you guys began, some of the history? Um, bring, it, bring us into your world, if you would. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'll even go back further, probably further than you want, but I'll bring it I'll bring it up quickly. From so, the past. That's right. We're gonna go go from the future to to the past. Anyway, I was uh, I was born on a dairy farm in Oklahoma. I mean, out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, farm life's boring. So I lived in my head a lot, and I created these virtual worlds in my head. I read a lot. I read The Hobbit, you know, Lord of the Rings, everything I could get my hands on. And I think that's kind of where all this stuff started so um, as I got older the the way to create virtual worlds was uh, video games so I got into I got into video gaming and yeah. worked for Atari and yeah worked for Atari and THQ and learned how to program these uh, these virtual worlds you know how to do the 3d in real time starting on the Nintendo all the way up to you know PlayStation Xbox you know big games franchises Terminator Mission Impossible Awesome. stunt man, even Daffy Duck. So um, I did a lot of the artificial intelligence and eventually I was a tech lead. Uh, one of my, uh, one of the founders is also a tech lead and uh, we had some art leads. So there's four of us, two artists, two programmers. And we all started uh, from the future after we got tired of uh, doing games for other people. So we did games for ourselves. And then uh, we also had paid bills because gaming is a very, uh, you know, winner take all kind of endeavor. So we we're competing with some big companies. So while we lived out our passion, we worked on, uh, worked on mobile apps and became known as, you know, heavy hitters uh, in, in, the, in the area for, for technology. And so that's, that's where our name came from. Uh, from the future, we felt like we were just always on the bleeding edge of technology, and and you know we did we did bleed a lot, but <laughs> it paid off because we were one of the early adapters for virtual reality, and we started talking to uh, Energy WorldNet, who was one of our very first 
you know, real customers when it came to uh, virtual reality training. And it's virtual reality training um, where I realized that along with some of the uh, some of the other stuff we're going to talk about later in, in the medical field. These are the things I feel like are the most impactful sure. uh, things that we can do. So, you know, we went from from believing, you know, gaming was where it at when we realized these virtual worlds could be used to uh, change people's lives. Um, building on, you know, Energy World Net's been doing this for, for many years now. And um, I feel like this is just the next evolutionary step, you know, what you guys have already been doing and just building on top of that and being able to um, just really reach people at a, at, at, in learning at a level that's never been done before with this immersive technology where you're learning by doing and, and you know, existential learning, they call it, learning 3.0, we call it. Um, so that's, that's where we're at. And we've been, we've been just exploring virtual reality and then honing in on the training and, and some of the, some of the medical applications, because we, we really want to do uh, make lives better. And I think it's, it's a very similar go goal with what energy world net has. And, and that's why we have always valued the partnership that we've had with you guys and uh, some of the work that we've done with you. So hopefully that that's kind of it. I brought it, brought it back to the present, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> from a, from a, a small child at a dairy farm. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> I love it. Dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, well, Mike, uh, you mentioned it. You know, we at, at EWN we we have a passion for training, obviously, and and innovation. That's really two of our big uh, focal points, and uh, that was how from the future and, and uh, energy world that really aligned. So, uh, you know, I could, I could tell you to talk about this training and how it's going to change the world and how great it is and how immersive it is. But I don't, I don't know that it really does VR justice when you start talking about VR and AR. You try to get people there, but honestly, until someone puts on a headset or is able to really look at it for the first time and see the impact, mm -hmm. I don't think it does it the justice that, that uh, it deserves. So, um, you know, in pregame of this, Mike said, no, I could just show people. So you probably noticed we have another guest, uh, Mike's PC, wherever, whichever corner uh, of the box. It's, me. It's, me. it's not, uh, it's not some creepy uncle. Um, <laughs> it's actually Mike's computer. So Mike's going to share a screen and Mike, we'll give you the floor and you can show off some of the, the awesome stuff you guys are doing over there. Absolutely. And you're so, you're so right, James, you know, until you actually get inside a headset, you just, you just don't know. It's only once you're there and your brain is, is tricking you and believe you could even be in the, the, you could be in, like I mentioned Daffy Duck earlier, you could be in a Daffy Duck cartoon. And if you're in VR, you're going to believe that you're really there. So um, that's one of the lessons we learned. You don't have to have these perfect photorealistic worlds to actually engage with them. Um, Sure. That being said, so what you're going to see is a filtered version of that. So it's going to be lower frame rate because we are on a we are on a Zoom virtual call. So this is still not going to be the same as actually having your head in a headset. But I'm going to do my best to bridge the gap by describing it. So I'm going to let you see my VR hair here, Whoa. sculpted by Quest Oculus. Behind, behind the scenes. We <laughs> So a lot of our stuff is on the Oculus Quest and some of the mobile headsets, but since I'm uh, broadcasting, I'm using an Oculus Rift. 
uh, which okay. is uh, connected to my PC. So the software that we created, you know, supports all the popular VR platforms. And so I'm going to first show you what we do to get VR content in VR quickly. We can take traditional learning material, whether it's uh, PowerPoint slides or computer-based training, and display it on a large screen right in front of you. And then down below, we have what we call the VR workbench. And so what we do is once we get the traditional material in, in the form of slides and audio, which a lot of us are familiar with in the uh, computer-based training world, we start adding activities on the workbench desk. And I'll show you an example of that. Here's where we're learning uh, PPE as well as you know, how, to, how to operate the VR. And we have these slides over here. You can pick up one of the past slides and it shows you, uh, you know, what that is while you're looking at it. You can throw that back and go back to where we are. And let me take you to one of, the, uh, one of my more favorite parts. I'm just gonna skip ahead. Mike, while you're doing that, this just rings a bell to me that, you know, I'm so used to the idea of training, safety training, mm -hmm. gas grids, electric grids, whatever the case may be, but you could actually do a lot of soft skills training potentially in something like this. Oh, absolutely. We support like 360 videos. So, you know, sometimes where you need a complex environment or you need to film live people interaction, you know, the soft trails, the, the soft skills training is, uh, is, is invaluable. I mean, Walmart does it um, and they actually credit some, saving some lives. I believe it was uh, where they had an active shooter situation. I, I think it was San Antonio, um, somewhere around that area. But, um, but yeah, they had had soft skills training through VR and it was a much simpler setup. And so this will support that kind of interaction as well as you can see my hands here. You know, I've got... I've got hand grip interactions. I can pick up objects. Here we're teaching cool. people just how to interact and grab. And, you know, we're showing them the basics at this point. And right, you know, you can progress, you know, the next slide or the previous slide. Here I show how to use, uh, you know, PPE. I've got a mirror here. Right now I'm just a, I guess a half naked, bald blue guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> this might be the most racy episode we've had, but uh, we'll see if we can get through it. I'll, I'll try to get quickly dressed here. Now I'm just the blue bulb guy with a safety vest on uh, and gloves. Uh, and then we talk about hard hats. There's bricks falling from the sky right now. So this shows you a little bit of what you can start to do. You know, now I'm learning about eye and head protection. I've got bricks falling on my head. Obviously, I need a hard hat. I'll put that on. Show the hard hat. Put my cool, uh, put my cool safety gloves on. My safety glasses on. Now I'm looking. Now I'm looking really good, so I can Excellent. move on. So a lot of that. And let me. Uh, so this, this, this. To back up, this is a construction training module that uh, teaches about uh, mobile elevated work platforms, MUPS, specifically uh, boom lift training. And there's five modules. So after we show them how to, you know talk a little bit about PPE and a little bit about how to do VR. We take them to modules where they learn, you know, some familiarization and delivery with Boomlet. And cool. here's a good example. We show all the different types of mutes, you know, on top of the work workbench while we're, you know, listed up on the slides. So they can 
they can pick these up. They can, they can inspect them. These right now, these are Genie and JLG branded nice. type stuff. And they can pick them up and look at them. So, you know, we teach about familiarization and, you know, and then a lot, most of the rest of the training is going to take place on a straight arm boom lift. So it's just this guy right here, kind of a generic, you know, a lot of what you learn in this mod, in these modules applies to this guy or applies to a lot of them. I'm going to skip ahead real quick. Uh, we do safety training. I'm going to give you another good example of what you can do with the desktop. So now I've got, you know, VR training superpowers or I've got a God's eye view of a, a work site and it shows, you know, the different hazards, you know, with overhead construction, you got to be worried about crush by, of course, you know, fall in a ditch. That's, you know, that's not good. It didn't take much intuition to figure that out. Curbs, slopes and other things. And I can actually operate the boom lift, the little boom lift from the desk. Oh, very cool. So we use that mechanism a lot just to do different, you know, safety scenarios. And then, you know, there's all the different kinds and you can, you can actually drive and, and see the results of your actions. So that here's, here's a high wind condition because these things actually can blow over, um, you know, if the wind, if they're up high and the wind's blowing strong enough. So as we know in Texas and, you know, a lot of States, you know, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, the winds, <laughs> the winds get pretty strong. So let me skip ahead. Um, this is the boom lift inspection module and I'm going to show you how you can then go to a full blown, uh, boom lift inspection. So what we have, what you see out here is what we call the infinity room and the focus is on the inspection, not on any, you know, we don't worry about rocks and bushes and trying to make it too realistic. The fact that we're here and looking at a life-size boom lift is all we really need. So this is all, you know, functional. You can see my hands interacting with switches and, you know, different parts of it. I can start it. I can move the platform up and down. But the most important thing is I'm looking for inspection problems. Right now I see that there is a, uh, a problem with the stickers. Yep. So I've got an actual construction form for doing inspections and I can, I can interact with it. We've got a, uh, an AI assisted virtual reality forms process to pull forms into VR. And so we pull the inspection form directly in and I can say, okay, safety decals are in place and readable, fail. So we know that's not correct. At any point in time, I can drop this. It goes back to the platform. I can pop over here. I can look at this. Okay, I can see that's not cool. Somebody's a real Litter bug, there's probably something about that on here. Yeah. Uh, our manual's in place, I can check that. Work, okay, clear debris, that's a fail. So when I'm done, I can hit finished. I can say finished inspection, go back to the desk, and now I've got my inspection results. I've got three screens. Every item on the form here, it shows what action I took, whether I answered it or not, or if I answered it failed or correct, and then the result, incorrect, correct, you know, in some cases not applicable. And so I can see all the results. There's a report button right here. That's more for me right now in development. But when we hook up to our, uh, our, our classroom app, it will pull the reports and I can see how I did. So there's one more thing I want to show you guys before jumping out. So I'm going to skip ahead. We also, in addition to inspection, we teach you how to operate. And so what we do is every slide will go through every single control as well as uh, foot controls. 
even though I don't have feet, we, we still teach you uh, how to do feet by hitting the engage button and you, your virtual foot goes in. Because one of the things in operating a boom lift is you have to have your foot on the switch. Anytime your foot's off that switch, then all operations cease. So we train people on that and then we put them on a uh, construction site. So now we're getting into a little bit more bigger simulation. So this is an actual construction site in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, at least the exterior. The rest of it we made up. And what I mean by made up is you see these buildings here. There's three of them. We randomized the heights and then we randomized flags so that you can uh, then operate the boom lift and go. It's basically a capture the flag exercise. So you got to avoid the, you know, hitting your construction dummies. You got to avoid, you know, hitting your truck. You've got to avoid hitting these other obstacles. Um, and I have to actually start it. And I'm not going to do this right now, but I have to actually start it, get on it, clip in my safety harness, which I should be wearing, but I don't see it at the moment. Um, and then uh, I can drive. And if I wreck, it's an instant fail. But at the end, it scores me on how well I looked around, you know, how well I operated the controls and, you know, how fast, you know, not, not how fast, but how efficient I was at grabbing flags. And cool. So one quick note also is we use construction dummies instead of real people because, you know, I mean, you got to take safety serious, right? You can't. You got to realize that this is not a video game in the sense that you can just, uh, you know, treat treat life uh, cavalier. So you don't want realistic people getting run over by a boom lift, you know. So we use no these crash dummies to to get the point across, but not traumatize because they're, you know. You never know who's who's taken the training. They may have had a someone that they know that was was injured or killed uh, at a construction site. So you want to be respectful of that. Sure. At the same at the same point at the same time, you want to communicate the seriousness of it for maybe the people that are new to it. Right. So mm -hmm. the, the 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 crash dummy was our was our uh, middle of the road trying to hit those goals. Mike, so, okay. if you, I'm gonna stop if you sharing now. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. There you go. Man, that's awesome! Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen behind the curtain uh, on this pro, you know, on this project and many others. But uh, it looks awesome. Uh, I I remember when this was kind of a sketch on a on a notepad kind of idea. So seeing it come to life is amazing. So uh, kudos Thank on you. that. Yeah. Thank you. Just some feedback from the industry. I think Mike, you and I might have talked about it before COVID, but. Um, I've had many high-ranking members of natural gas utilities across the United States say that this is a great environment because it gives newer people or people um, re-going through training or certification the freedom to fail. And if you fail in that setting, it's a lot better than failing out in the real world. And, you know, the more that they can become accustomed to it, the better. So freedom to fail. I thought that was a kind of an interesting and very, very uh, important uh, phrase. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's part, it falls under the umbrella of learning by doing, which is yeah. something we're very fond of saying, you know, in, in the VR world, especially when it comes to training and education. And I believe in that so strongly. I actually spent a good part of my summer writing in my spare time, writing a book about the subject, 
Yes. I, yeah. I felt, I felt so strongly about it that I made a bold statement, which was, you know, how VR will revolutionize training and education. And I don't believe it's a matter of, of if it will happen. It's really more a matter of when. And I think companies like EWN and companies like mine and uh, various innovative, you know, forward thinking uh, thought leaders and clients, you know, it's going to take everybody. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated process, but in the end it's well worth it because it's going to have a tremendous impact and it's yep. where things are going. And if we want it to happen sooner rather than later, it's going to take all hands on deck you know, from educators to, you know, subject matter experts, et cetera. Yep. Uh, two things. Where uh, Can we find your book in the marketplace? Where can we find that? Well, um, I, it's super easy and it's fun. So all you get, if you're on Facebook and you jo join the uh, From the Future Facebook group, you will get a free copy. Okay. If you're on, if you don't, if you don't want to be on Facebook, which, you know, that's, very understanding these days. Um, if you want to be, on, if you're on LinkedIn, you can join the From the Future group there. If you just hate the internet but still have email, just just email me or you know, we'll, we'll I'll send you a copy of the book. It's more it's more important that I get the get the hands. You know, I want to connect with people, which is why I asked for to join our groups. But it's important to get the message out. Is that, a, is that a real dog or virtual dog? <laughs> that is that is the Chihuahua. I think it was before we went live, but this is the Chihuahua that uh, rules my life now. Amen. And uh, she is both inspiration and perspiration. <laughs> she, uh, she's, a, she's completely deaf and uh, mostly blind. So she's disabled and she's a young dog. It's not from age. She was born that way. But she is just... She she's like a little Napoleon, you know. She definitely got that little little dog syndrome. That, if if she that, comes in by, make sure you hold her up. Come on, uh, get a little. Well, she must have, despite being deaf. I think she heard oh. us. <laughs> well, Love it. Mike, we're, we're getting close to time, but that hits on a subject I I definitely wanted to touch base with, because I know you do a lot in the medical field, and not for animals, I would say, but for not for the medical. Not yet. Field. Not, not yet. It's coming. Uh, especially autism with children. I've, I've, you know, I've, I just want to touch base on that because I think that's uh, very interesting. Can you, can you give us a glimpse of that, please? I would love to, you know, we, a lot of our business is, is built around, you know, serving um, industrial markets and, you know, energy and yep. construction and so forth. But our give back is um, autism therapy. And so we've been actually in the background working off and on for a couple of years on uh, virtual reality treatment uh, for kids that exhibit autism. And in fact, we recently won a contest with the Dallas Business Journal and they awarded uh, you know, $10,000 as the prize. And I was, I was kind of blown away. I didn't expect to win. There was too many you know, awesome, awesome people in the contest, but, but we won. So. I'm going to use that money to uh, go towards, you know, development. It's it, when it comes to VR development, I'm sad to say $10,000 is not a lot of money, but it is enough to really push what we have forward when you combine that with our enthusiasm. Yeah. And, and so what it is, is um, people, and I, and I won't just say kids, but people with autism have trouble making sense of the real world. 
Yeah. It's it's complex or sensory overload, you know, facial expression, you know, the whole thing. There's the whole gamut, a whole spectrum. What you can do in VR is create a simpler world, even a cartoon world, because a lot of these kids, they'll watch Disney over and over and over. It'll be in the anime. And the reason they do that is because it helps them make sense of the real world. So why not take them and put them in these worlds? And then while they're in these worlds, give them the ability to interact with each other, to learn social skills and cooperate, give them the ability to shop for groceries, give them the ability to do applied behavior analysis therapies, you know, and be able to, um, you know, everything from just identifying objects at one level to actually, you know, performing a job function at another level. And so these are all things that, that we, we have a lot of fun doing. It really, and it really goes back to our gaming roots too, because, you know, we can, we can turn these into games for these kids. These kids can, hey, you're passionate about dinosaurs and well, then your avatar can be a T-Rex, you know, or you're passionate about lobsters. Well, you can be a lobster, you know, and then you guys oh, can talk to each other. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. it in a nutshell. Kudos. That's so cool. Thank that's you. So cool. Yeah. And, and congratulations. on I saw that y'all won. Uh, well, thank you. That, so that's uh, fantastic to see. Um, Mike, I, I already know this answer, but it's kind of a bit at this point, so I'm going to do it anyway. But Mike, uh, um, we're, we're proud to have you here today. One thing I've been asking a lot of our guests is uh, one question. It's very simple. You won't even have to train for it. You won't have to do VR or nothing. And that's, uh, do you love what you do, Mike? Oh, absolutely. And I, yeah, I think you guys can tell just from the way I'm talking that, that I do. I'm, I'm very... I, I'm almost too passionate about it. I, I have to tone it down a little bit when I'm talking to people. Otherwise, I'll just seem like a crazy person. Like a nerd. Uh, so, but yeah, I do. I, <laughs> it, it, it's not, you know, I, uh, I've i got to spend some time with, with your your crew over there. And I, I don't even know if you know this. You know, my background before I got, or before I was at EWN was actually in technology. So I was a developer for 15 years before. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, and I didn't do video games or anything cool like that. But uh, so being around your folks was always fun for me just to kind of feel back in that space again. And you've got a great team over there and y'all are doing awesome stuff. Thank you. I'm, I'm very lucky. They're, they're all very dedicated to what they're doing. You know, everybody from, from, you know, business development down to production, to QA, to, to programming and art, everybody loves what they do. And they're very, you know, I never have to, you know, yell at anybody to work harder. You know, it's like most times said, "Hey, take some time off." You know, relax, relax a second. Sharpen the saw. Sharpen the saw. Well, I, I, on behalf of James and I, we can't thank you enough for spending the time with us today. It's been absolutely fun. It's been invigorating. Uh, learn something even more and more each and every time that I get a glimpse into your world. I will encourage our viewers to please connect with Mike. Uh, follow from the future, maybe get a, maybe get a book by doing so. So um, learn something. Um, uh, I can't, again, thank you enough for all the uh, effort you put into today, Mike. And it really means a lot to us. And thank you for being on the show. Um, yeah, thanks, any- for, thanks for letting us see behind the curtain too. Oh, absolutely. That was my pleasure. And thank you guys. Any excuse to hang with Jim and James, you know, I mean, I would just, if you guys do that reality TV show where you're locked in a mansion in Florida, I want to be a guest. Wait, that's that's going to be... Oh, oh, 
That's 2020. Well, we'll see how the rest of 2020 goes. Yeah, yeah. We may. <laughs> that may be 2021. It may be next week. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Again, thank you for joining us today. I hope you got uh, a little bit of uh, new information out of this. Please connect with Mike. Follow from the future. Until next time, we wish everybody to stay safe. Have a great day. God bless you and God bless our industry. Take care and we will see you in the future. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.